Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Snippets of Knowledge, your go-to audio sanctuary, where we extract and explore the vital insights from must-read books. Excitement is bubbling up in the studio today because we're about to embark on a journey through the groundbreaking pages of The Four Steps to the Epiphany by Steve Blank. This isn't just any business book. It's a pioneer's guide that has reshaped the way startups think about building a successful business. So whether you're a budding entrepreneur, a business veteran, or simply curious about the startup world, you're in the right place. Get ready to uncover the principles that could very well be the catalyst to your own epiphany. Strap in, grab your notebook, and let's get started. At the heart of Steve Blank's influential book, The Four Steps to the Epiphany, lies the core concept of the customer development model. This revolutionary approach challenges conventional wisdom by flipping the traditional product development model on its head. Instead of starting with an idea and developing a product in hopes that a market exists, the customer development model begins with your potential customers. Now, why is this shift so significant? Well, traditionally, companies have been all about product first. They pour resources into R&D, manufacturing, and then try to figure out who will buy the product. What Steve Blank points out is this method runs the risk of the build it and they will come fallacy. There's no guarantee that a beautifully designed product will automatically find its market. We've all heard those startup horror stories, teams spending years perfecting a product only to realize there's no real market for it or the market that exists doesn't want the product as it is. Here's where customer development comes to the rescue. The model encourages entrepreneurs to get out of the building and into the real world where their potential customers live and breathe. It's about interactive feedback, listening to actual customer desires, aligning your product with customer needs, and doing this from day one. It's empirical, almost scientific. You start with a hypothesis, your vision of the product. Then you test that hypothesis by directly engaging with the market, allowing you to validate or invalidate your assumptions much earlier in the process. Imagine how powerful that is. By focusing on the customer first, you significantly reduce the risk of building something nobody wants. It's like having a compass that helps you navigate the often unpredictable journey of startup development. This approach conserves time, money, and effort, channeling resources into solutions that the market has signaled it wants rather than gambles based on guesswork or gut feeling. While this sounds simple, it's a fundamental shift from how the business game has been played traditionally. It prioritizes learning over selling in the early stages and sets the foundation for a more agile, responsive, and ultimately successful product and company. This, folks, is the essence of why the customer development model is absolutely essential for any entrepreneur. It's not just about having a groundbreaking idea. It's equally, if not more, about making sure that idea resonates with the people who will potentially become your customers. Ready to embark on the journey of building a successful startup? Strap in, because today we're delving deep into the customer discovery phase, the crucial first step outlined by Steve Blank in The Four Steps to the Epiphany. This is where the seed of your burgeoning business begins to sprout. Customer discovery is all about testing the assumptions you've made about your business. It's a reality check of sorts, a process that demands honesty, curiosity, and the willingness to listen. You start by laying out your hypotheses about who your customers are and what problems they're itching to solve. But here's the kicker. You cannot take your assumptions as gospel truth. No, you need to get out of the building and engage with potential customers. Steve Blank calls this getting out of the building 
because it's a literal step. You have to swap the comfort of your office for the unpredictable terrain where your customers live and breathe. How do they currently tackle the problem your product proposes to solve? Is it as big a pain point as you imagined? Through interviews and diligent observation, you start to see if there's a pattern that supports your hypothesis or if you're off the mark. This is not the stage for selling or promoting your idea. No, it's a discovery mission. Think of yourself as a detective sifting through the noise to find the signal. You're listening for key phrases, watching for nonverbal cues, and noting down frustrations and wishes expressed by potential users. This phase can sometimes lead to surprising revelations. You might find out that the problem you're trying to solve doesn't exist, or perhaps it does, but it's not compelling enough for people to pay for a solution. Or, on the flip side, your conversations might uncover an even more significant problem hidden beneath the surface, pivoting you towards a real and valuable opportunity. Through this disciplined exploration, and by capturing these insights, you begin to form a clear picture of not just the problem, but the real humans you hope to serve. Ultimately, it's not just about your solution fitting into their lives. It's about their lives sculpting the contours of your solution. Once you've gathered these insights, it's back to the drawing board, but this time armed with powerful, customer-validated knowledge. The customer discovery phase is often iterative, requiring several rounds of interviews and refinements. It's through this rigorous validation that you begin to lay a solid foundation for a business with a clear value proposition, one that customers are truly seeking. It's quite the journey, isn't it? Remember, it's not about convincing customers they need your product, but about learning if your product fulfills a need they already have. Keep that in your North Star as you navigate the first crucial phase of the customer development model. It's exhilarating, daunting, and absolutely essential, setting the stage for the magic that follows. On we march to the second milestone in Steve Blank's customer development model, customer validation. The name of the game here is sales, sales, and more sales. This step is like a reality check, folks. It's where you prove to yourself and potentially investors that customers don't just like your idea. They're willing to pull out their wallets for it. Let's start with a sales model that can be replicated. Picture this. You've made your first few sales. The excitement is palpable, but was it a fluke or something you can turn into a process? To find out, you've got to sell the product again and again under similar circumstances. That's right, rinse and repeat until you've got it down to a science or a sales model at least. It's essential for scaling up later on without losing your hat. Next, confirming that customers will actually pay for the product. And I'm not talking about nice to have assurances or an I'd probably buy this type of deal. No, we need hard evidence. That means transactions, pre-orders, contracts, something that says, yes, this thing you've made, it's worth parting with my hard-earned money for. And it's not just about someone somewhere buying your product. It's about your ideal customer, the one you've envisioned, choosing your solution over any other. Testing your sales model involves setting up a sales roadmap and sticking to it. You'll need to identify the sales channels that work best figure out your sales cycle, and understand the customer acquisition cost. You see, if you spend more on winning a customer than they're worth to your business, that's a one-way ticket to shut down City. And it's not about pushing your product on every willing listener either. Far from it. Customer validation means listening to what these trial customers are saying, tweaking your product to better solve their problems, and adjusting how you present it to them. Feedback is the new black in the world of customer validation. And trust me, you'll want to wear it well. 
The key here is learning as much as possible from the process. Which deals fell through and why? Where are the bottlenecks? Most importantly, are the successes you're having scalable or do they rely on unsustainable efforts like superhuman work hours or one-off lucky breaks? Steve Blank reminds us, during customer validation, small is beautiful. It's about making sure that the fire can catch before pouring on the gasoline. So when you've got a repeatable sales process and evidence that yes, customers are handing over cash, you're ready to move on to the exciting world of customer creation. But that's a story for another time. In essence, customer validation is your proof of concept in the business world. It's the stepping stone from having a product to having a business. Make it through this and you're well on your way to startup success. Stay tuned to find out how that saga continues. Let's dive into the third critical step Steve Blank lays out in The Four Steps to the Epiphany. Customer creation. This is where things begin to heat up. Until now, we've zeroed in on understanding our potential customers, but customer creation is about rolling up our sleeves and generating demand for our product. It's no longer about proving the product's validity. It's about creating a need and desire in the marketplace. Think of it as building a highway to connect your product to the users. But here's the kicker. It's not just about putting up signs pointing to your product. It's about constructing the roads, setting up the right billboards, and making sure there's enough chatter that ensures a traffic jam right to your door. So how do we get there? It starts with positioning your product. This is where you craft a compelling narrative that aligns with your audience's needs and desires. We're not selling a product. We're offering a storyline, an experience, an identity that customers can latch onto and say, yes, that's exactly what I need. Next is choosing the right sales channels. Depending on the customer and the product, this could mean online marketing, social media buzz, or even good old fashioned retail. The mission is to create touch points where customers can experience your product and ignite their interest. The goal of this phase is to validate your go-to-market strategy. You're not just throwing darts in the dark, you're measuring, learning, and adjusting. This phase ensures that when you do scale and push the throttle, your vehicle is primed for the ride and your customers are on board, ready for the journey. And here's a vital nugget of wisdom. Do not mistake enthusiasm for evidence. Just because there's a spike in interest doesn't mean you're ready to take on the mass market. Scale your efforts bit by bit. As the buzz grows and the sales begin to roll in, you're nurturing not just customers, but advocates who rally behind your vision. Customer creation is about crafting that whirlwind of excitement that not only attracts users, but transforms them into a community eagerly anticipating each move you make. It's thrilling, it's energizing, and it's the lifeblood of taking your product from an option to a necessity. In the four steps to the epiphany, Steve Blank reminds us that this isn't a one-off campaign. It's a carefully choreographed dance that sets the stage for success. By understanding and mastering customer creation, we're not just launching a product, we're building a legacy, one customer at a time. Now, let's venture into the final phase of Steve Blank's framework, which is the bedrock of transforming your startup into a fully-fledged company, the company building and scaling phase. This is where the real magic happens as your business shifts gears from a lean, experimental operation to a structured, process-driven machine. After discovering who your customers are, validating that your solution truly fits their needs, and creating demand for your product, it's time to build for the future. Your company must transition from a startup mindset to one geared for scalability and continued growth. 
In the early phases, your focus was on learning and adapting quickly. You probably had a small team wearing multiple hats, hustling to find product market fit. But as you enter the company building phase, it's time to look at your organizational structure critically. You start hiring not just for the immediate role or pain point, but for longevity and scalability. Departments form, specialists are brought in, and managerial layers are established to handle the increased complexity. Moreover, you must nail down your business model. By now, you should understand what your customers want and how they want it. Therefore, your business model must clearly outline how your product reaches consumers, what the revenue model looks like, customer support, and all other operational facets of your business. Equipping your company with a well-defined business model is like setting it on a clear path with the lights full beam. Keep in mind that as your company grows, so does the potential for bureaucracy and sluggishness. You must implement processes and systems to maintain agility whenever possible. And let's not forget the culture of your company. It will be tested and will evolve during this period. Protecting the innovative spirit and the customer-focused mindset that got you here is critical. Scaling a company also often requires injection of capital. The financial strategy becomes a keystone, with careful planning and often seeking out investors who align with your vision. In essence, company building and scaling is about fine-tuning your engine for a long haul. It's about discipline, structure, and systematic growth. It's where you move from chasing the product market fit to perfecting and scaling the model you've worked so hard to define. And that's how you build a company that not only solves problems, but stands the test of time and leaves a legacy in its market. So let's take everything we've learned and think about how aspiring entrepreneurs and innovators can apply the four steps to the epiphany in their own ventures. This book is not just an academic exercise. It's a practical guide, a roadmap of sorts for navigating the often treacherous path from idea to sustainable business. First, embrace the customer development model. Get out of the building and into the real world where your potential customers live and breathe. Your goal is to understand their needs deeply and validate your assumptions. Be prepared to pivot. Your initial concept may change drastically, and that's perfectly okay. Next, focus on customer validation. Craft a repeatable sales process and make sure customers aren't just praising your product, but are also willing to open their wallets. It's not real until someone is paying for it. Moving on, create your customer. Actively initiate the demand for your product by targeting the right channels and crafting a message that resonates with your end users. Remember, building a product is one thing, building demand is another. And finally, when you've found consistent and replicable sales and marketing strategies, transition to the company building phase. Here you'll shift gears from search to execute, from fluid to structured, scaling your startup into a sustainable company. Keep these steps in mind as you venture forth. Each startup journey is unique, but the principles of the four steps to the epiphany can offer you clarity and direction. Don't just read it, live it. The epiphanies await. Good luck on your journey, innovators. Thank you for tuning in. What a journey we've embarked on today, digesting the wisdom from the four steps to the epiphany. Steve Blank's insights are a treasure trove for any entrepreneur serious about making a splash in the business world. Don't forget, the path to success is paved with knowledge and the courage to step into the unknown. May the steps to your epiphany be transformative and compel you to innovate in ways you never thought possible. Remember, knowledge is power and you've just supercharged your intellectual reserves. Keep iterating, keep validating, and keep creating. 
Until next time, keep turning those snippets of knowledge into towering beacons of success. 